KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. And this is Ezra Beck, broadcasting from Yeshivat Haaretzion in Gush Etzion. Today is Wednesday, Gimel Shvat. And Gimel Shvat is the yard site of Rav Moshe Salavechek Zatzal. Rav Moshe was Nifta in 1943, that was before I was born. But like many other people who went to the Shurim of Rav Yashabir, of the Rav, Rav Yashabir Salavechek, so for us, Rav Moshe was, was almost a presence in the Shir. There were times when uh, the Rav would quote Rav Moshe as though he had spoken to him earlier in the morning and they had argued about the sugya that we were learning in Shir. So even though I never met, of course, Rav Moshe, but uh, I, I feel almost almost like he was a contemporary. Rav Moshe was Rosh Hashiva in Vitzchak Hachanan between 1929 and 1943. And Gimel Shvat was also the day that the Rav of Yashabir would give his annual Yodzeit Shir in memory of Rav Moshe. Those uh, classic shiurim went on for three to four hours, were attended by 1,500 people. Many of them have been collected and printed in two volumes called Shiurim Lezecha Abamari, and you can therefore read those, uh, those shiurim today. Today's shiur will be given by Rabbi Yom Tabori in the weekly series of the weekly mitzvah. The shiur is 32 minutes long. And afterwards, I will be back with the Halakha Yomit. There's a mitzvah saseti matzah, the night of Pesach, la'erev telchum matzah. There is an interesting Yisod Rabbanan to eat matzah erev Pesach. The Gemara Yerushalmi Psachim says a very strange statement. If someone eats matzah, it's as if he would have relations with his kala, a person who's halachically engaged to him, before they're actually married, while she's still living in her father's house. As a matter of fact, this ether is so severe that you would get malkos for it, the same way that you would get malkos, a person who is indeed bala usasa bebezchami, if you get malkos, so you would get malkos here too. The Rambam goes so far as to say, makim also the not the regular amount of 39 makos, but you get malkos as long as you can hold out. That should take a show. The commentaries in the Rambam point out this is very unusual, that a person should get malchus for doing an Rabbanan to such a severe degree. The Gemara in Tzachim, the first Mishnah, the tenth parak, explains that Erev Pesach, a person should not eat a meal until it becomes dark. Tosus there discusses what is he allowed to eat. And Tosus quotes this Yerushalmi and said, Chametz melatid Erev Pesach anyway, because after Sheishal, Sinalatid Chametz. Matzah you're not allowed to eat because of the Yerushalmi. So Tosus has a discussion, what are you not allowed to eat? Erev Pesach, that the Mishnah has to say that you can't eat. You can't eat Chametz, you can't eat Matzah. Tosus suggests in Psachim that you are allowed to eat Matzah Ashira. Without going into the exact definition of which matzah ashir, what those, that those are talking about, 
Matzah shir is what we would generally call egg matzah. And we would pass in that this type of matzah is matzah that you cannot be yotzei the mitzvah with. Not only can you not be yotzei the mitzvah, it actually tastes different than regular matzah. So Tosa says, the lo asa bayushalmi ela the matzah ruuya latzeis bachovaso vaochla kadnuzmana. Ava matzah shira sharia bechenay nayk rabenutam. Tosa says that matzah shira is permitted because it's not matzah with which you can fulfill the mitzvah, and therefore you can eat it as long as you're allowed to eat, as long as you're allowed to eat the meal. And Tosa says matzah shira is permitted, not only is matzah ashira permitted, Rabbi Nathan himself had the custom of eating matzah ashira. This raises the question about other types of matzah that may be permissible to eat at Pesach. For example, let's say you have what the Gemara calls betzeikos shalmachim. Matzah that is really kosher, it's not chametz, but it is baked by non-Jewish people, assuming that it's not lishma, and therefore you can't be yotzei the mitzvah matzah. The Gemara Pesachim says dafmem b'zeikos shemnochim adam emalei kreis v'mayem. A person could eat b'zeikos shemnochim. Even a Pesach you can eat b'zeikos shemnochim. The only problem is it's not you can't fulfill the mitzvah. So it could be that the same way you're allowed to eat matzah ashira you're allowed to eat b'seikos shalnachim. In fact, the Me'iri in Pesachim, on that Gemara, that Tzadi test, the Me'iri says, Shalo'amu kevala usaso ada matzah haru'uya latzes ba'yirei chavaso. Ha-matzah ashira o b'seikos shalnachim. I'm skipping a little bit. Ubala asa mishematzah ti'apan huadina pamiti tagima. So the Me'iri says, that even matzah of b'teikos shalakum, you're allowed to eat erev Pesach. Because it's matzah that you're not allowed to be, that you're not Yosei Yudachova. The Marsha points out on this Tosas in Pesachim Dafsadi test that the comparison to b'teikos shalachim is not that obvious. Because there is an inherent difference between b'teikos shalachim and matzah ashira. Matzah ashira, not only can you not fulfill the mitzvah, but it doesn't taste like matzah. On the other hand, the tzekel shonachim tastes like matzah. It is really matzah. Except you're not, be, technically you can't be yosei. We could discuss in this context the reasons of the, the concept of matzah, which is, for example, matzah shalol lishma. If a Jew would make matzah shalol lishma, not that you left out lishma, you made matzah shalol lishma. You specifically said, I make matzah for the purpose of eating food, but I do not want this Hashem, the mitzvah of matzah. It wouldn't be called matzah, but it would be kosher to eat. Or, theoretically, if you would have chametz, matzah that's really made out of chametz. Like today, in America, the matzah that's made the whole year round, I really don't know if it's kosher to Pesach or not. There's no way of knowing, when you look at the matzah, when you taste the matzah, whether it's kashla pesach or not, just that the package, the package will say it's kashla pesach. Another package might say it's chametz, but inherently the matzah doesn't look different and doesn't taste similar. Would you be allowed to eat that out of pesach? So the the miri seems to say yes. Any matzah that you can't use latzesi dechova, perhaps even b'diavad you can't use it latzesi dechova, then 
you can eat that Arab Pesach. Well, I said to Marsha, and there are Rishonim who really feel that way, feel that only matzah shir is matzah Arab Pesach. But other types of, of matzah, which are really, have the same taste as matzah, look the same as matzah, there they say it's not so simple that you can eat it even according, according to Tosa's opinion, as I pointed out from the Marsha. What's the real reason for this Easter of eating matzah Arab Pesach? So Rishonim have a very cute type of perush. Some Rishonim, the Rav and others, say because um, the same way that a kala is muteres, achashavabrachet, in order to have a proper wedding, you do first erusim. That's when you give the ring today. The custom is you give the ring under the chuppah and you create erusim. Afterwards, you say shavabrachet. Those shavabrachet are really the brachas which enable the chasun to be considered completely married to the kala. When they have yichud, the brachas are a matir, the brachas allow them to have the yichud to consider themselves nisuin. The interesting idea is that before we eat matzah, we also make shavabrachas. Exactly how you count the shavabrachas and exactly how you count the shavabrachas before Nisuin is a question that different Rishonim raise. Some Rishonim go so far as to say that there are actually nine brachas before Eresin because there are two brachas that are made earlier. The bracha on Eresin has two brachas and then the seven brachas of Nisuin. And they count up nine brachas by the, by the say there. Some Rishonim explain which brachas you do count, which brachas you don't count. The idea being that it's, Rishonim have this idea that it's the same concept as Shavu brachas. Midrabanan, you can't have relations, you can't have eat matzah before Erev Pesach, or on Erev Pesach before the say. They're the same way, you can't have relations before you say the Sheva Brachas. Other Rishonim don't quote the idea of the Sheva Brachas, but they simply say uh, sort of an obvious reason that Sheyocha Matzah L'Tayavon. The idea, idea of the of the Easter, of eating matzah, is in order that a person should feel Teyavon, he should have some hunger, some desire to eat the matzah the night of Pesach. In anticipation of the mitzvah, a person should go without doing this particular act in order to create a certain atmosphere, to feel a certain anxiety, weight, anticipation of, of fulfilling the mitzvah of matzah. The Rambam, interestingly enough, says a reason that seems fairly unclear. The Rambam says, Osu chacham in the Rambam doesn't mention the Sheva Brachas. He doesn't even mention, in this context, the idea of being Matzah L'Tayavon. The Rambam says, That it should be some sort of a recognizable thing that he's eating Matzah, the night of Pesach, L'Shem Mitzvah. If this is true, that it's a Heker, so... What, how would that relate to our question? To eating matzah that looks like matzah, tastes like matzah, it would seem to me that it should be also according to the Rambam, because there's no heker. Heker is something that's visible, that people are aware that they can see, they can recognize, you feel the difference between eating matzah and between eating uh, chametz. But if you would eat matzah ashira, so there is a definite hacker. It has a different taste. It actually looks different, but it certainly tastes different. Matzah that could be chametz, a matzah that was made, shalom but seiko shalachim, 
seems to be the exact same thing externally as matzah, and it would taste the same as matzah. It would seem to me that according to the Rambam, such matzah should be indeed also Arab Pesach. What's the real reason for this machlokas? The reason for the machlokas of eating Betseko Shalmachim, Arab Pesach, might really depend upon the reason for the Easter. If the Easter of eating matzah or Pesach is based on the concept of you need a matir, you need something that en- enables you to do the mitzvah, you need shabbat So it would seem that matzah shal mitzvah requires a matir. You require a special permission, a special din of the shabbat in order to eat the to eat this matzah to fulfill this mitzvah. The time of matzah, we'll get to a little bit later, but once matzah becomes matzah, once there's a halachic significance to the concept of matzah, then it would seem it's also because now it's within the parameters of achilas matzah, somehow, and therefore you need a matzah, you need to say shavabachas. According to this, it would seem to me that everything should be mutter, Arab Pesach, except for the matzah with which you could be yotay. There's no inherent Easter in eating anything Arab Pesach other than you require a matzah for matzah for which you could be yotay. And that would only relate to matzah, which is lishma, l'shem matzah, mitzvah, real, real matzah. But however, b'tzeko shanachim, and of course, matzah shira, therefore would be permitted. If you learn like the Rambam, that the idea is that there's a heker, it would seem to me that omata should be usher, as I mentioned above. If you men- if you re- if you explain the third reason that I thought of eating matzah b'tayavon, that is a concept of psychology. I want to taste the matzah, look forward to eating the matzah. I think there that matzah that tastes like matzah, looks like matzah, should also also be usher. It's only a psychological difference that I know that I'm being yotze or not being yotze at the present time. But the anticipation of eating matzah, tasting matzah, would be the same whether I eat matzah of chametz, b'tzeko shonachim, albeit matzah shira is certainly permitted. But the matzah that tastes like matzah, it looks like matzah, eats like matzah, such matzah probably should be usher if the reason is because of teyavah. Until now, we've discussed the Easter of eating matzah Erev Pesach. We've tried to explain what type of matzah is really Easter Erev Pesach. Is it only matzah shiyotzim ba Or is it all types of things that look like matzah, taste like matzah? And we discussed in this context matzah ashira, which is certainly permitted because it neither tastes like matzah nor looks like matzah. But... Things that look like matzah, we mentioned, are found in Machlokas Rishonim. We only speculated what the opinion of the Rambam would be. When does this Easter begin? The Easter of eating matzah Erev Pesach obviously starts Erev Pesach. The Ocha Matzah Erev Pesach. You shall quote Kol Ocha Matzah Erev Pesach. It certainly starts Erev Pesach. However, the question is, when in Erev Pesach? When does this Easter begin Erev Pesach? Theoretically, there could be three types. The Easter could have started Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach starts at night. 
the night of Bidikas Chametz, therefore, would be Asur Nachilas Matzah. We could say that the midst, the Easter starts in the daytime. The day of Erev Pesach is really a day in, in the daytime. And the whole day is Asur Nachilas Matzah. The third possibility is to say only from the time of Easter Chametz, from the time that, that Chametz comes into play, at that point you're really not allowed to eat matzah, but earlier in the day you're allowed. The real relevant issue is only when Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, like it was last year. Then we'd have to discuss for Friday night, for Shabbos daytime, what kind of meals do we have, how do we have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos. For our purposes, we're not going to discuss Friday night, be, the night before, we'll just assume that the question will be discussed at a time when it's more relevant than Erev Pesach, Shechal B'Shabbos. However, this Isra, Vini Matzah, Erev Pesach, I'd like to discuss if the Isra really begins in the morning, or begins somehow at the time that Chametz becomes Asr. This is a clear Machlokas Rishon. The Ramban says in the third parak of Pesachim, that the Easter begins the entire day, at least from the morning, at least from Lodah Sashachar, as I said, I'm not going to discuss the question of at night. But he points out that the, the Yushalmi says, he says, the Gemara says, the Yushalmi says that the Pashtas, the simple words of the Yushalmi, says, Ere Pesach, it doesn't say, Mishay Shal Zvamala. Moreover, it says there that Rebbe would fast Ere Pesach. Why? Because he did not eat Masa, and he did not eat Chametz. But obviously he could have eaten matzah earlier in the day. So the very fact that shows that he didn't eat means he didn't eat matzah even before Sheshav. Apparently the Easter is Kalayam. Most Rishonim, however, disagree with the Ramban. Many Rishonim say, the Balamor and others, say the Easter of eating Arab Pesach begins with Sheshav Samala. The same page of the Rift, after Zavon Basin, the pages of the Rift, the Balamar Kosi Vushalmi, says, Hani Mini Mishay Shosim Mala. Avosheshos Mutter. In the morning of Arab Pesach, you would not eat matzah. Only from the time Chametz is also, you would not eat matzah. And he says, Vedeka Nami Mididami Lola Rusa. The proof is the Vushalmi compared it to Arusa. Now, Arusa is a halachic category. Once a person who was not married before becomes Arusa. She somehow becomes now in the category of, she's actually Neshazish, but she's also to her husband, Ilton Rasulin, but the category of Arusa occurred already. The Balamara says, when do you become an Arusa? At the time of Avicen, when would Matzah be considered like, quote, an Arusa? At the time that Chametz is Asr. At the time Chametz is Asr, is there a Pesach? At Seishos, when, at the time of Yisra Chametz. 
So therefore, the Easter of eating matzah, according to the Balamar, would only start Mishay Shal Samala. The Shulchan Aruch rules in Simen Taf Ayin Aleph. We said that before, matzah ashira, which is not chametz, you certainly have to, to eat before shasiris. And the Ramah says, "Avo matzah sheyotzim ba'balayla asirim lechol kol yom abasar." Is matzah that you eat the night of Pesach sheyotzim ba'balayla asirim lechol kol yom abasar? It seems that he thinks. First of all, that matzah that's also a Pesach is matzah sheyotzimba, number one. But two, he says the Easter is lecho kol hayom, the entire day. And the quote that's printed in the Shulchan Aruch says this comes from a Ram, b'shem HaRambam b'amagid Mishnah. Now the Rambam did not say this clearly. The Rambam said also lecho matzah Pesach. However, he gave the reason, as we mentioned before, Misham Hekeh. If it's Misham Heker, so the Magid Mishnah says Heker applies Kolayom. This Machlokas also, whether Chametz, whether Matzah, Ere Pesach is Aser from Sheishos, or from the entire day, might also depend upon the original question that we said before. If you interpret that Matzah is Aser, Ere Pesach, in order Le'echolutayavam, in order to anticipate this mitzvah, so the entire day should theoretically be author. Because I really should wonder why the Easter doesn't apply beforehand. Why doesn't the Easter start earlier? The idea is to eat matzah l'tayavon. I haven't eaten matzah in a long time. I really want to eat matzah. I really want to fulfill this mitzvah. I'm, I'm looking forward eagerly to eating, this mitzvah, to eating the matzah to fulfill the mitzvah. Why shouldn't it really begin earlier? In fact, the Mishnah Brewer brought such an opinion, a famous custom. The, the Mishnah Brewer says, He quotes the Rambam, and he says that according to Rambam, it's because of Heker. And then he says, He specifically excludes nighttime, which I said is not our issue, but he says, from the morning. Some people think, have a custom, not, nobody thinks, but nobody thinks it's a halacha like this, but I understand if the reason is because of Heker, if the reason because of Tayavon, then perhaps the Yisra should begin earlier, which is what the Magad Mishnah thinks in the Rambam, that it begins all day, and actually the Mishnah thinks that that's the basis of the custom of not eating matzah, However, according to the Balamar, the reason would seem to be not because of Heker or because of Tayavon. The real reason is to consider like an Arusa the Beis And if we would explain like the Rishonim who say that's because of Shadabrachis, because once a person becomes an Arusa, there is an Easter to have relations with an Arusa before Shadabrachis, then you point out what the Balamar himself said. You don't really become an Arusa until the girls halachically engaged. Matzah doesn't really become Matzah until Arab Pesach, or the time Chametz is, becomes Asr. What, what is Chametz? Chametz and Matzah are opposites. Chametz 
or his whole year, that's no halachic category. There's not like meaning to chametz the whole year. The same is true of matzah. Today I didn't eat matzah. I ate a, a piece of uh, unleavened bread. I made a bracha. I'm, as Ashkenazi Jews, we make hamotzi on what we call matzah the whole year, but it's the same as regular food. When does it become halachic matzah? The Balamor says it doesn't become halachic matzah until Pesach. Therefore, the Easter really begins at Chatzos, when the, when the Easter of Chametz begins. So we have learned two different questions. We tied them together. The first question is exactly what is offered to eat our Pesach? Is it offered to eat matzah, halachic matzah, or something that tastes like matzah? And then we learned what time does the Easter start? Does the Easter start, perhaps it even starts at night, but according to Rambam, it seems to start from the morning. The Rambam, according to Magimishna, also thinks the Easter starts from the morning. According to Balamar, and many Rishonim, the Easter starts from Chasos. Now, it's interesting, if there's a Machlokas Rishonim, the din is certainly a din de Rabbanon. The Asu Chachamim would be very strange to think that this is the Raisa. So, it's a Machlokas Rishonim from when does Matzah become Asr? So it's a machlokas in the midst of in an Eastern Rabbana. The Moshe Paskin Paskin in Orachayim, the first Chedek of Orachayim, the Moshe Paskin Lachayim, after Eastern Matra, the Arab Pesach, who rak with Rabbanan, even though the whole Easter is only Rabbanan. Therefore, we should have passed in the Kula. It's a machlokas we showed him in a Did Rabbanan. And we should have passed from the kula that you can eat from in the morning. You could eat. We come a kam mashmal say ramban. He at length had explained previously that the simple meaning of the rishalmi is also lechokalayam, like the ramban says. And he thinks the balamar. He uses the word pirush balamar varanu dochak. Lachin yesh lachmir karamban varamban lamagimishna. But we show him shalsi kalayam kemoshnagim b'minosin. So he paskins that really the Easter applies all day, that we should really pass from the Khumra, even though it's a Shayu Drabana. Another possible explanation to the Sugya, especially to the second issue, whether the Easter starts earlier, May Amunashach or not, is found in that Shuva Reb Moshe with a very interesting idea. We've discussed what the real reason is for the Easter of eating matzah. That Moshe, on the other hand, took the comparison so severely that he discussed in this context what's the real Easter of Arusa. We know that in Arusa is Asura. According to many Rishonim, Rashi quotes that way. In fact, it seems to be that almost all Rishonim think the Easter Arusa is an Easter Rabbana. Midaraisa, a person can have relations with an Arusa. Midrabbanan, She's ushered him. The words in the bracha, the bracha that we make at the birchas, the birchas ha'erusim, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded us about arayos, the asa lanos harusos. The Rashi in Kesubis says the asa lanos harusos midrabana. What is this isa drabana level arusa? So Rav Moshe has the question: Is it because it's like she was never related to him? It's like a penulia. There's no heter. Even on Midoraisa, there's a heter of Arusa. Rabbanan took away that heter and made her like a, a regular penulia. Or he says something else. Because there's a mitzvah 
to have relations when once you're married. That's the phrase that we use, bias mitzvah, actual relations with the with a woman who becomes your wife at that time is considered a mitzvah. So he said to have relations earlier is to have relations before the real man with the real time of the mitzvah. So the Isser of Arusa is either because she's a Panuya, she's not related to you. Midrabanan, it's not considered that she's not Arusa. Midrabanan, she's simply not related to you. Or no, perhaps she is related to you. The relationship was created. The relationship was created by Arusin. Since the relationship was created by Arusin, therefore Chachamim said, don't have relations because the relationship the relationship that will exist later, Dainu, which means the Nisuin, that was really the type of Bias Mitzvah. You're jumping the gun by doing this, having relations before the time of the Mitzvah. So Rabbi Moshe says, this understanding of Arusa, of the Isra of Arusa, could help us understand when the Isra really begins. He made a time of Echad, says Rabbi Moshe, Shumitzadi Sepnuya, ain't Shayach Klaud in my Matzah Be'er Pesach. Lisa Arusa He says, if you all the reason that, that an Arusa's usher is because it's like she's not married, so then it's hard to understand the comparison to to Matza. But he says, No, I'll explain it. Since since the, it is already Pesachtik, it's already Pesachtik. So it already has begun. So he says, therefore, since it's Pesachtik, you the matzah is like an Arusa. He says, although it's, it's almost backwards. Barusa, I say, she's not really married to you. And then she's Asr before Arusa. Matzah, the opposite. Because she became Arusa, therefore the Easter came about. But if it, therefore it should be usher because Kamara Pesach in the afternoon. At the time she becomes an Arusa. She at the time it becomes Pesach. But if you hold the Isra Arusa is because she's Knuyalo therefore you shouldn't jump the gun and do the mitzvah. So he says then you could say it's permitted before Chathos. Because even though it's not Pesach, but it's the time of Hachanah for Pesach. It's the time that you get ready for Pesach. So he says, if the reason is that she's, the Arusa is Knuya Lecha, and Chacham Asr because of that, he claims it should really become Asr from the time that Pesach is Mashmauti, Pesach is meaningful to you. And when should that become? When should that be? So he said, Rav Moshe says, really it should be after 30 days before Pesach. Because 30 days before Pesach, it's already what we call Pesach. The Gemara says, We begin the laws of Pesach 30 days before Pesach. So, the same way we begin the laws of Pesach, we call it Pesach. And Moshe says, if it's Pesach, then it makes sense to but he thinks that's a very stringent Easter. Chachamim would never play such an, a, a, a severe Easter on people. Since it really seems to be a good idea 
And Moshe says, it's not that it's a real chiyuv, but he, he, that way he explains the meaning of certain people mentioned in the Mishnah to stop eating matzah or Pesach. Be that as it may, we've explained two different reasons for eating matzah or Pesach, and perhaps according to the second reason, we said that the Easter of eating matzah or Pesach could really begin even before Chatzos, when Rav Moshe, with the words I use, Rav Moshe calls it as Pesach day. In general, we see from the Issa of eating matzah or Pesach that there's an idea to look forward to fulfilling a mitzvah, looking forward to eating the matzah. The same way that a chassan looks forward to the biat mitzvah. He anticipates, he awaits so much so that he's, according to the Mishnah in Brachas, he's part there from other mitzvahs, he's so rude, he's so involved, he's so eager to fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore, it teaches us how eager we should be to fulfill mitzvahs. Let's remember the famous Rashi in Chumash. On the Pasuk Asher, the Torah said that Kaddish Baruch Hu commanded us to fulfill mitzvahs today. Rashi mentions the name of the Medrash, Every day a mitzvah should be to you as if it's new. A person should try to, to look at a mitzvah even though you've done it today, you've done it yesterday, you've done it the day before, but somehow we should try to create the anticipation, the eager awaiting of time to fulfill a mitzvah. Generally, this is only a Muslim type of concept. I should try to put on tefillin in the morning, even though I've been putting on tefillin every day of my life. Since my bar mitzvah, I should try to look forward to, to, to it as if it's a new mitzvah today. But in the concept of matzah, it's a real halacha that a person should look forward to eating matzah, a person should not eat matzah before a Pesach, whether it be because of one reason or another, but the idea behind it seems nonetheless to be an idea of anticipating and fulfilling mitzvah. You have been listening to the fifth Shia in the series of the weekly mitzvah with Havah ben Yaman Taboy. And now for today's Halacha Yomit. We mentioned yesterday that there is a disagreement among the Rishonim as to whether or not Kriyat Shema is the Oraita or the Rabbanan. Most, the overwhelming majority of Rishonim think that Kriyat Shema is the Oraita, but there are significant Rishonim who think that it's the Rabbanan. We pointed out that the one possible Napkamina, the normal one that you would think of, was whether or not, if one is uncertain whether or not one said Kriyat Shema or not, whether we would have to re- repeat it. Because Safek the Oraita, the Chumah, if it's the Oraita, then you go the Chumah, and you, you say it again. If it's Rabbanan, you wouldn't have to. Nonetheless, we pass it like the Gemara, which says that Safek Kara Kriyat Shema, you do repeat it. And therefore, the alternative explanation was that even if it is the Rabbanan, but Kriyat Shema is different, because since it's Om Achut Shemayim, it's extremely essential to the basic nature of the Jews' relationship with God, he should repeat Kriyat Shema anyhow. Even according to those Rishonim, who say that Kriyat Shema is the Oraita, there's another dispute, as to which parts of Kriyat Shema are the writer. After all, the Pasuk says, And then later on, So these things, these words, you should say morning and night. But what are these words? Those Rishon who say that it's the Banan say these words refer to the entire Torah and it means you should learn Torah. So the Rishon will say that it's Kriyat Shema's Diraita. These words mean Kriyat Shema, but, but which part? I mean, it, it, it could be one Pasuk, it could be ten Pasuk, it could be any, any particular section. So there's a, there's a three-part, at least three-part, perhaps even a four-part, Machloket, as to what is the Oraita. The Bamban, as well as other Rishonim, 
think that only the first pasuk is is the orator. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That is the Kriyat Shema. That's the orator. This is based on a Gemara in Bachot that says that Rebbe Rabbi Yudan would say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Echad. Zuhi Kriyat Shema Shal Rabbi Yudan Asi. Presumably, we should explain. He was busy, or he had to say a shir. He had very little time, and but he, the Yoraita he wanted to say, he only said one pasuk. Ramban therefore learns from that that Kriyat Shema. The, the, the minimum amount of Kriyat Shema Yoraita is only one pasuk. The Rabbeinu Yona in Berchot and the Balamar both say that the first parak, I mean Shema and Ve'ahavta, is uh, is the Yoraita. The way the Gemara defines the Pakim of Kriyat Shema, so the first parak is Kabbalat Ol Machut Shemaim. It's the same theme as the pasuk of Shema. And therefore, that's what the Mitzvah Yoraita was Kabbalat Ol Machut Shemaim, acceptance of the yoke uh, of the yoke of heaven, of the fear of heaven, of God's rule, of God's rule over us. And there are Rishonim who say that both chapters, Vahafta and Vayem Shamoa are both Deoraita. Basically they're saying that everything we call Kriyat Shema is Deoraita, but not the third chapter, not Pashat Tzitzit. Because Pashat Tzitzit is a different chapter. It's not even found in the same place in the Torah. It doesn't have the words Vayu Advarim Ha'edah, which is found both in Vahafta and in Vayem Shamoa. And, and it derives from a different uh, sort of a Chiyuv having to do with Zecha Yitziat Mitzrayim. It has nothing to do with Kriyat Shema. Of course, for that reason, it could also be Deoraita, but not because of the Mitzvah of Kriyat Shema. Many, some Rishonim think, some Achorim think that the Ramam's opinion is that all three mitzvot, all three parshiyot are the Oraita. And But the reason why Pashat Tzitzit is the Oraita is because there's another mitzvah, not Kriyat Shema, another mitzvah called Zecher Zechirat Yitziat Mitzvahim, remembering the exodus of Egypt every single day. And that is done by reciting the parak of Tzitzit, which we call the third parak of, um, of, of, of Kriyat Shema. That's why I said there are either three or perhaps four shita. These are the first pasuk, the first parak, the first two prakim. Those are the three basic shita. And even the third parak could be the writer, but if so, probably for a different reason. Interestingly enough, in the Rambam, all these opinions exist. The have a massive machlok at what the Rambam's opinion is, because his language is very, very unclear. And uh, some Achorim think that he thinks only one pasuk, some Achorim think he thinks the first chapter, and some Achorim think he thinks two chapters, and some frankly think the Rambam holds that it's the that it's the first that it's the first three that's the first three chapters. The the nafkamina between the different opinions would be what we what we mentioned yesterday, assuming that the reason why if you read if you're not sure if you read Kriyat Shema that you have to repeat it is because it's the orator then you only have to repeat that part which is the orator. So, although, uh, frankly, I would suggest you, re- you, you say all oh, the Kriyat Shema, you don't really lose anything. But Medina, according to the Ramban, that only the first Pasuk is the orator, so if you're not sure if you said Kriyat Shema or not, or if you're not sure if you said it in the proper conditions, perhaps you weren't Yodse, so you'd have to say the first Pasuk, you have to say the first Pasuk again. This has another relevance in terms of the question asked in the first Daph of Brachot as to the Minag of Davening Mayriv at a time which would be before the time of Kriyat Shema, especially in the summertime or other times Jews would daven Mayav too early before the, the, the time which is defined in the first Mishnah Vachot as a time for Kriyat Shema. 
So one of the answers to explain that minhag was, yeah, but you say it again later on before you go to sleep. And they pointed out, but how much do you say before you go to sleep? Some people only said one pasuk. Most people only say one, one chapter. And so the Raman says, that's true. Uh, you only have to repeat it, the Dioraita. And the Dioraita, according to the Raman, is one pasuk. And according to Ben Yonah, the first, uh, the first chapter. Allah Chalamaisa, since there are opinions that say that the, uh, both the first two prakim, or maybe even the first three prakim of Dioraita, probably pays to do it. It doesn't take much effort. And if one indeed is repeating Kriyachma for that reason, so one, I think, Allah Chalamaisa, should uh, should go to Chumrah here and say and say all three and say all three of those of those sections. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow for the share in Pashat Hashavua. Until then, this is Ezra Bick wishing you Kol Tov from Gush Etzion. You've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast. Kimitzion Tetzei Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.